Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk, and we are broadcasting here. It looks like the computer's doing weird things, but hopefully you can all hear me. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know. We're having computer things here. But at any rate, uh, I'm broadcasting here from the Bright Red Desk, I'm having a lot of Mercury Neptune these days. Uh, Mercury, of course, is communication. Neptune is unclear communication. And so one of the things I was sitting doing earlier before the show was kind of looking at the month. And I kind of I kind of want to go back in time. I want you to all go back to that new moon that we had a couple of weeks ago in Taurus, uh, May 9th. And we talked about it. And the new moon, of course, had the sun and the moon in Taurus. And they were opposite the part of death. And they were on the part of honorable acquaintances. And they were approaching a trine to Saturn and Pluto in the third house, which is the house of communication. Venus was approaching a square to Saturn and Pluto. So, and she's in a sign she's not real thrilled with, but she's also in mutual reception with the sun because the sun's in her sign, which means Venus can be really difficult or she can be really good. You know, she can go both ways. And Mercury and Mars are in mutual reception. Mercury is in Aries and Mars is in Gemini, so they can go both ways. And I did a webinar on the new moon in Taurus. And also Mars was out of bounds, which it still is in Cancer, but then it was out of bounds in Gemini. So we knew that the energy could go really, really good or really, really bad or kind of be like a wild mix of both. And this week, you know, I had said Tuesday, Wednesday, hard days, be ready, watch out. I had a number of emails from people writing and going, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, the drama. But I also was like, no, there's like a bigger story going on. So what I did right before the show was I kind of went back and I said, let's go look. Because this week we have, okay, now that you've had all the drama, let's figure out what you want to do next. But I thought, let me go back and look at the stuff that's unfolded this month because the sun and the moon in the seventh house opposite the part of death were really about relationships dying through communication or relationships going through a death and a rebirth. They don't all have to die, of course. But going through a death and a rebirth story, right? And it's important if we we look and we go, all right, I went through the transformation. I understand there was this transformation I was being asked to go through as Venus came up to square Saturn and Pluto, and she and the sun were kind of working together. And, of course, the sun is all about springtime when it's in Taurus. But one of the things we always forget, or we don't, we don't always focus on because it's springtime and it's pretty, is all the leaves fall off the tulips. All the cherry blossoms fall off the trees. So even in the abundance of springtime, there's loss. There's the loss that says, okay, that fertilization moment is over, and passed, and now we are forward into the next chapter. And we're going to release the leaves. We're going to let go of the tulip bulb. We're going to have the daffodils die. The bluebells are going to all fall apart. Whatever. This energy of release and let go is also part of Taurus. Now, one of the things the sign of Taurus is, it likes to hold on to stuff. And it kind of can sometimes hang on in a way that's a little harsh. You know, I have this group that meets at my house every month, and we were working on some charts this week, and Raymond, my 
my wise astrology father, said to me, well, you know, Anne, Taurus, you know, because of its nature, can be a little envious. It can be a little jealous. It can have a little bit of, uh, you know, desire for something and then realize it can't do it and then be mad, be angry. And, of course, Taurus right now is answering to Venus and Aries. I mean, she just went into Taurus, but earlier in the month she was answering to Venus and Aries. Square to Saturn and Pluto on the south node of fate. So how many of you have had or heard of conversations where it appears that there's like anger running amok, but it's kind of like out of control. It's on the south node. It feels very, very old. It's not related to this particular moment only. It pulls in the other moments before. It pulls up the other moments from before. It activates that south node. Now, the other thing that happened with the Taurus new moon on May 4th was Saturn and Pluto, the ascendant was 29 Libra, which is partnerships and relationships, but that's the anoretic degree, where we know we're going to be looking at some relationships going through some big changes. Answering to that fiery Venus, in the sixth house of work and daily activity, but also squared of Saturn and Pluto and the nodes of fate. So a lot of us over this month have been making faded choices, F-A-T-E-D, about the kinds of relationships we want. Back in the fall of 19... And I keep saying this to you guys, back when it was going on in 82, 83, because the fall of 82, Saturn and Pluto met in Libra at 28 degrees, which was right on the ascendant of this chart, the 2019. And, of course, back then, William Barr was in office helping save Reagan from the ravages of Iran-Contra. And now he's back in Washington again, 36 years later, working on Donald Trump's stuff, right? So, you know, not, not partisan politics, just plain politics, right? I got a nasty note from somebody earlier today. Leave your politics out of it. You liberals I'm like... You're the one writing the nasty note. Uh, you know, politics is part of astrology, the world. If I say there's fires in California or there's tsunamis in Indonesia or there's politics in Washington, I mean, Theresa May quit this week, right? England, let's talk about England's politics. She just quit. Saturn, uh, you know, moon on the south node on Saturn on Pluto. She resigned on either Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday. I don't remember which. This week was a crazy week for me, too. So you're going back to 82, 83, and you're listening to the stories from then, and you're now 36 years later, and you're revisiting them on a new level, on a structural level. What do you need to change in your life? How do you need to change it? What does it look like? What is the story involved here? And tie it back then if you were alive then. If you weren't alive and you're younger, ask your parents what was going on. Because there was a restructuring, Saturn, of the relationships, Libra, that was transformative Pluto. We are having a restructuring, Saturn, of the government and the banks and the corporations, Capricorn, that is transformative <coughs> Pluto. We're looking at our government. We're about to have a Pluto return. It happens once every 248 years where we have to kind of figure out what we're doing. And we're about to have Saturn come to our Pluto next year, 
Again, a 29-year cycle back to 1991. So these are bigger cycles that we're working with. And our job with these bigger cycles is to go, okay, there are also bigger cycles in your life. But what I was struck with this week as I was going when I was prepping for today, as I was going back, was that new moon that we had um, it was a lot of energy at 14 Taurus on the world point. But it involved Venus in a very fiery sign where if she's not well-behaved and swapping out with Taurus, she can be mean. She can be mad. She can be nasty. She can go for it. And so what we had was um, when we got to the May, you know, the new moon on May 4th, on May 7th and 9th, Venus in Aries, on May 7th, she squared Saturn, and on May 9th, she squared Pluto. So she got triggered then. And then last week, um, or actually on May 11th, the sun trined Saturn, and on May 13th, the sun trined Pluto. So in Taurus, he said, okay, so we know we had this little thing go on on May 7th and May 9th, now, as the sun trines Saturn and the sun trines Pluto, what do you want to do about it, right? And, of course, whenever there's Pluto involved, there's a triangle, Whenever, which is you, another person, and a third person, or you, another person, and a third thing. And the thing could be something not necessarily nice, perhaps some envy, some jealousy, some hard feelings about stuff. And what Pluto is going to push you to do is evolve, and so last week when I said, be careful when we get to Tuesday, Wednesday, a lot of you wrote and said, ooh, Tuesday, Wednesday, drama averted. And a lot of times, best to sit and let the drama play out, watch it go down. And last week what happened on the 22nd was the moon came to join Saturn and Pluto on the same degree of declination that Saturn and Pluto are on. So what that does is it amps it up. If you were a listener for a long time, you remember back when we had the tsunami in Indonesia. And I looked at that Boxing Day day and I said, I don't know what this is going to be really big because all these planets are not only active in the zodiac level, they're active on Earth level too. And so we had Trump storm out of the meeting with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Um, fine, you know, that's his right about infrastructure. Saturn and Pluto is the building Capricorn, what we're going to build. And you may have had somebody storm out of your life on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. As the moon in Capricorn hit the south node and hit Saturn and Pluto. But the setup for it was May 7th, May 9th, and perhaps May 11th and May 13th when it got triggered and also just go back to that new moon on May 4th. Then, this week, we're going to have part, I guess, part four, <laughs> because now Venus has gone into Taurus, and she is going to, on the 31st, she's going to trine Saturn, and she's going to trine Pluto on June 1st, and in Taurus, she's happy, and she's going to say, okay, so I had my little drama, I had my stomp, I had my foot, or you watched a drama, maybe you foot stamped. Maybe you were kind of trying to figure out, like, what's going on, because there's, like, all this drama going on around you. So this week we figure it out, 31st and the 1st of June, as Venus comes to trine Saturn and she comes to trine Pluto. Remember, when we have these transits, what they're for is to teach us how to work with the bigger pictures of our lives and to understand that we are here as little humans looking to evolve 
and that while it may appear that there's a difference, it may appear that there's a dichotomy, it may appear that we're liberal and Republican, it's also, you know, if you write a nasty note to me about my politics, I'm going to say take your nasty attitude and go somewhere else. We don't have to be helpless, and we don't have to feel guilt. I had a really interesting dinner with my friend Lorraine, who's one of the wisest women I know, and we were having dinner on her beautiful backyard. She lives in this apartment building in New York that has like a French court in the backyard. It's called Park Vendome. There's gl- there's grass, there's birds, there's a fountain, there's table. It's beautiful, just beautiful. So we had a lovely meal out there of truffle pizza <laughs> and calamari and broccoli rabe. It was really good. And, of course, some Prosecco and some red wine. Um so we had this meeting, meal, and we were talking about kind of stuff, and she said, you know, Anne, guilt is actually because you're feeling helpless. And I went, interesting. So I want you to think about if anybody made you feel guilty and kind of dig down a little and see if really the underlying feeling was helplessness. Maybe hopelessness, but certainly helplessness. And to kind of ponder on that, because part of Venus and Aries being in such a vile mood, if she was in a vile mood in your life, was maybe she was feeling a little trapped. She was feeling a little helpless. She didn't know what to do. And so she stomped and she yelled and she had a little temper tantrum. And that's what she does. I mean, if you look at mythology, Venus is not always... Doesn't all I mean, you know, we go oh, the goddess of love and yeah, 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 but she also has she has a little hot spot there. You know, she's not always sweetness and light, uh, especially when she's mad. So uh, Venus and Aries is a little mad. Now she can swap with the sun into Taurus, but the sun in Taurus can be a little possessive. So it can be possessive and mad, right? Or territorial maybe, because Taurus is a little territorial. I have a little cat named Max, you know, who's a Taurus. And, I, you know, I live with him every day, and I watch him. You know, he gets a little territorial with the food. We put the food down for the two of them, him and Remo, and he eats Remo's bowl too. And if you take away Remo's bowl, he follows you into the living room because you've taken away the food, and he wants to know where it was. And uh, we were, you know, it, it's just understanding Tauruses are a little possessive of stuff. And so the Taurus energy is possessive. It's trying to figure it out. So this week, if you went through a little drama, just know this weekend, as we get towards the 31st and the 6th, for the 1st of June, there is an opportunity to heal it or work with it on a new level because now Venus is in a happier sign and she's going through like what went down and she's understanding it on a new level, looking at it in a new way. If you had drama in your life during those those events, those days, it was triggering old stuff because Saturn and Pluto were on the south node. Watch what got triggered. Or if you watch somebody go down, watch what your reaction to it was. Did you stay? Did you run? Did you freak out? Did you try and help? How did you emotionally handle it? Because that's what the universe is trying to heal, work with, help us understand, so we can have stronger structures and better understanding of the transformational nature of our life. Remember, we're all born into a season. We all have a reason for being here, and part of that journey is consciousness. So if you find yourself feeling a little bit like writing a nasty note, you're a liberal, you're all horrible people. (laughs) Really? You're the one writing the mean note. Own it. 
take it back, understand it on a new level, and look at it and take take responsibility for your part. If you feel a little guilty, look at where you're perhaps feeling helpless and unable to help because helpless is part of an underlying core energy for guilt. It's not the only reason, but a lot of time when someone makes you feel guilty, they're making you feel a little helpless and you have that reaction. So on that note, we'll go forward uh, into this week ahead. So I just wanted to spend a little time because a lot of people have been writing me having stuff blow up in their lives or watching stuff blow up. And I think as we go forward into this next week where Venus tries to make amends or tries to heal it a little bit, because, you know, that's what happens. And the leaves fell off the trees and the petals fell off the tulips and we went to the next chapter, right? That's what we're in. Okay, so little advertising. I'm going to be in Lilydale next Sunday, June 2nd, speaking, uh, I think, at the assembly of something. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to be in Lilydale. We're going to be talking about the upcoming outer planet transitions, and we're going to be working with the attendees' charts. Then on June 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'm in Toronto. The 7th is an heiress lecture. The 8th and 9th, we're going to spend mapping your life. Now, that requires me to print a lot of charts. So you need to have registered by June 4th to get into that workshop. So if you want to go, sign up by June 4th. If you haven't signed up, I'm not bringing my printer with me. So this is my, this is my Venus being serious with you. So sign up by June 4th. It's on my website. It's on Toronto's website. Then on June 11th, which is not on my website yet, but is on the Young Foundation's website, and I realized it's not on mine, so I'll put it on mine, we're going to, I'm going to be lecturing on Jung on Astrology. This is a little more expensive than a usual lecture, but it's a fundraiser, fundraiser for the foundation, which offers a lot of programs to introduce Jung to the general public. And then last but not least, at the end of June, uh, from the 27th of June to July 1st, I'm going to be at the Great Lakes Astrology Conference, GLAC, G-L-A-C, in uh, Ann Arbor. So Lilydale, Sunday the 2nd. June 4th uh, June 4th is the last day for registration for the workshop on the 8th and the 9th in Toronto. June 7th is a lecture that night, but the workshop is the 8th and the 9th, and you need to sign up early so I can print your stuff. And then uh, astrology fundraiser, Jung on Astrology, a fundraiser for the Jung organization, and then the Great Lakes GLAC Astrology Conference, June 27th through the July 1st. Okay, so on to the week. All righty. Um, we have a lot going on this week. As we all know, it's Memorial Day, so you're going to be off tomorrow and doing new and fun things. Of course, the moon's in Pisces right now, and it's raining. It always rains on Memorial Day because the skies are sad for all the people that have passed, uh, honoring our military and honoring those who have fought and served in, in our, served our country and served in the world. Um, so today the moon's in Pisces, and it's in Pisces tomorrow, the 27th. And it goes void at 12.21 a.m. These are all East Coast times on Tuesday the 28th. And it's void all in the morning on the 28th, the Tuesday, going back to work, which is everybody kind of hanging out going, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? And then it goes into Aries at 2.32 p.m. on the 28th. And it's in Aries on the 28th, the 29th. And it goes void at 11.08 a.m. on the 30th, which is Thursday, with square to Pluto. So that's where we're going to have a little emotional processing because she's now, Moon is now in the sign of Venus. 
So we go Venus Venus's fight to Saturn and Pluto. So the moon squares Saturn and Pluto this week. Uh, she squares uh, the moon in Aries squares Saturn and Pluto this week. She squares Saturn on on Thursday morning around 5:16, and she squares Pluto at 11:08 on Thursday. So Thursday is going to be a little bit of an emotional day because there's a lot of moon in Aries with hard energies. You know, she's a feisty little moon. She likes to fight. Her last aspect is a moon square Pluto. So this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, is a lot about ending and letting go of stuff. The moon is void from 11.08 on Thursday morning till 12.43 a.m. on the 31st when she goes into Taurus. She's in Taurus on Friday the 31st, uh, June 1st, and goes void at 6.52 p.m. with a trine to Pluto on uh, the 1st, and the moon also trines Saturn and Pluto then, kind of wrapping up the story that we had, because there's a new moon on the 3rd of June. So Saturn and Pluto go, okay, moon in Taurus, you know, finish up that story of drama that we've had all this month while Taurus has been going on, and we're good to go. So the moon goes void at 6.52 p.m. on Saturday evening, June 1st, and it enters Virgo, or sorry, Gemini, bright and early at 7.48 a.m. on Sunday, June 2nd. And it is in Gemini on the new moon, which is on June 3rd. And it goes void at 11.42 a.m. on Thursday, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, June 4th. And it goes void with a conjunction to Mercury. Moon in Gemini joins up with Mercury in Gemini. So that's a nice one. Uh, I am traveling, so the New Moon webinar is a little earlier than usual. It's going to be on the 29th, Wednesday the 29th. This week, information on my website to sign up for the New Moon on June 3rd because I'm going to be in Lilydale coming back, and I'm in Lilydale that weekend. So we're doing the Moon a little earlier, June May 29th. But so the Moons this week are pretty good and pretty interesting, and they do want to work with us and help us emotionally process the stuff that we've been going through because it's been kind of dramatic. And um, if you had a lot of drama last week on, on Tuesday, or when, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, that's the moon hitting that south node, hitting the Saturn-Pluto, kind of exploding emotions. And it's okay. That's part of what happens with astrology is when you understand it, it helps you put it in a little bit of a different perspective. So this week, there's a lot of Neptune, too, which means that we're all going to be doing emotional work, emotional work around ourselves. So even though the moon in Aries, um, you know, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is a little bit cantankerous, once it gets into Taurus on the 31st, the 1st, and uh, then it gets into Gemini on the 2nd and the 3rd, then it's got a little more compassion, a little more understanding, a little more... Oh, that's what was going on. So if you had an eruption, you broke up with someone, there was a big fight, kind of think about like not so much right now because the Aries moon is still pretty mad. But once the moon goes into Taurus on Friday, the 31st, connect back in. Because by then, everybody's hot should be calmed down a little and a little less uh, drama. So the sun this week uh, is in Gemini. And it's going from 4 Gemini to 12. So it has kind of crabby aspects with Saturn on the 26th, which is uh, today. 
And it also has crabby aspects with Saturn on the 29th. It also has crabby aspects with Pluto on the 29th. That's on Wednesday. And it has crabby aspects with Pluto on Thursday. Okay, now this is the sun in Gemini. What happens when the sun's in Gemini is a lot of times, especially because right now Mercury has combust the sun, meaning the two of them are traveling together, everybody thinks they're right. Everybody thinks that they're right, you're wrong. And so there's a lot of energy around, well, you know, so when you have that energy, probably not a great idea to try and figure out, to sort out the problems, especially because the moon's in the mood to fight. So listen those days, but maybe don't do stuff. Uh, the sun aspects the nodes of fate on June 2nd, and it's in a biquintile on the south node, giving us a lot of opportunity to move forward. But during the week, the moon is a little, the sun is a little contentious, and the moon is a little contentious. And the moon in Gemini, you know, Gemini moons, Gemini suns, we like them, but they don't always take responsibility for their behavior, right? Because sometimes they go, well, you know, you started it. You know, and when we were little kids, my mother, my sister would go complaining to my mother. My mother would say to her, well, what would you do to start it? And my sister would get really mad, you know, because sometimes I started it. But, you know, it's, that's the Gemini, right? Well, okay, it takes two to tango. To have this happen, somebody had to do something to get the other one to do stuff, right? This week, the moon in Gemini, or Mercury in Gemini, runs from 10 to 27. That is a fast-moving Mercury, very speedy. So it has the arguments with Saturn and Pluto. Um, it had the arguments with Saturn and Pluto this week. The sun has them next week. So it's finished with the arguments, and then it's going to hit the note of fate on the 29th, which is going to say, how do you want to adjust, and what do you want to do? So the aspect when the sun, when Mercury hits the nodes, it's inviting adjustment. It also has a square to Neptune on the 29th. So Mercury square Neptune also kind of tends to reveal secrets, especially when Mercury's in Gemini. And Mercury reveals secrets. It aspects the nodes of fate. The nodes of fate are in a trinal aspect to the nodes. So, or Neptune's in a trinal aspect to the nodes, the north node in Cancer specifically. And Mercury is adjusting to it. So the truth comes out on the 29th. So pay attention to the news. Big hoo-ha on the 29th in your life and in the world. Then Mercury has an adjusting aspect after all the drama with Saturn and Pluto this last month. And he's in conjunct to Saturn on May 30th. And he's in conjunct to Pluto on May 31st. And he's saying in Gemini, okay, so like what's the plan for moving ahead? How are we going to get there? What are we going to do? And the semi-square to Uranus is a lot of energy around, uh, Mercury has a semi-square to Uranus on May 30th, which is a lot of energy around, well, how do we adjust and what's next? Then Venus this week, she's happy, she's in Taurus, and she has a lot of really positive aspects, you know, which a lot of times when we have these energetic eruptions in the heavens afterwards, we're a little shaken, but we have an opportunity to rebuild or figure out what we want to do next. So Venus this week is aspecting Jupiter and Athena by quintile. So that is very much giving them an opportunity to say, okay, so let's figure out how we can create together. Jupiter's in Sag. Venus is in 
Taurus, so they're interested in creating and coming up with a new thing. And then Venus is in a biquintile aspect to Pallas Athena at 10 Libra, which is helping you see a new strategic approach to how you can do things. Venus also then has a really nice aspect in Taurus. She's sextiling the North Node and she's trining the South Node in Cap. That happens on May 30th where she says, oh, that's what was going on. I get it now. And then she has a lovely sextile to Neptune. Venus sextile Neptune kind of invites us to try a new, a new way of thinking, a new approach, a new, a, a new understanding. And then Venus finishes up because she's going from 14 Taurus to 22 Taurus. She has a trine to Saturn on May 31st, and she has a trine to Pluto on June 2nd. So she calms down. She comes back in the room, and she says, you know, I figured some stuff out. So on the 31st and on the 2nd, there's a lot of opportunity for Venus trining Saturn, Venus trining Pluto. Whatever got blown up, whatever got changed, whatever got adjusted, there's an opportunity now to move to the next level with it. Mars this week, kind of quiet. He is in conjunct series, so he's suggesting a new diet or a new health approach on the 22nd, and he also is in a health aspect on the 28th. Do not fool around with health matters on the 28th. Go to the doctor. Mars is Quindicilli, Pluto. And then Jupiter is adjusting its relationships. Saturn is adjusting its relationships. Neptune is adjusting their relationships. So the three outer planets are all asking you to adjust your relationships to take into account whatever you've figured out this month. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make you think of it as a month rather than a week. And then of course the the relationship planet Juno is on the nodes of fate on May twenty eighth and so she's gonna say, Are we gonna continue in relationship or are we gonna let it go? And that's a really important question you wanna ask yourself of the relationships that kinda had a bumpy little month. You wanna look at them and think about what you want next. Also this week on May 30th, uh, which is Thursday, uh, Pallas Athena stops and she stations to turn direct, which allows her to be strategic and see things in a way she hadn't been seeing them. She'd been gathering a lot of data, but now that she's gathered the data, now she knows what she wants to do with it. So that's basically it. Uh, It's an interesting week. It is tying in all the earlier stuff. There's a new moon next Monday which we're going to do the webinar for on Wednesday because I'm traveling this weekend, but it's a Gemini moon. Gemini moons always invite us to look at the two sides of the story and to understand it as a light and dark, as an opportunity for mirroring, and to understand that the apparent separation is in reality two sides wanting to get together, wanting to figure out how to work in a new way. And when that note, the British lady said, I'm done, so I'm going to hang up, wish you all a great week, and, uh, you know, see you at the bright red desk. I'll be broadcasting next week from Lilydale. Hopefully I get good reception. Uh, and um, if you're up in Lilydale, stop by the, uh, the assembly for the lecture. At, I think it's at 1 o'clock. Um, it's on my website. At any rate, have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>